You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Ollie Southgate, and from the Broadway Podcast Network, this is Putting It Together, where on the first Friday of each month, I sit down with one of Broadway's best business minds to talk about the state of the art and their role in keeping the world's biggest theatre town at the top of the list on this month's show. I was the webmaster for about a year of TheaterDirect.com. Right. So imagine a world where I am qualified to be a webmaster <laughs> sure. and where we use terms like webmaster. Yeah. Jeanette Rausch, Managing Director of Marketing at New York City's official destination marketing organization, NYC & Company, sits down to talk about the business of selling a city. If you're at a trade show, it's pretty sexy to be able to put a Broadway show on the stage and talk to members of the travel trade. Here are all of the things within New York City, but also, you know, jazz hands. Let's talk about Chicago. We discuss her 20-year history of marketing and advertising Broadway's biggest titles and the role the Great White Way plays in New York's wider tourism world. So let's find out how Jeanette Rausch puts it all together. When I was in second grade, I saw a high school pr- uh, production of The Miracle Worker <laughs> at Belton High School, <laughs> a suburb of Kansas City. But really, I was like, oh, I can't wait until I'm old enough to get to do that. Yeah, and it's clearly stuck with you. I walked into this office expecting you know, to be talking more about New York City and what you've moved on to, but mm-hmm. the, every surface in this office is adorned <laughs> with some kind of Broadway memorabilia. I love it. Yeah. Um, so tell us then about your career up to now. What led you up to this gig? Uh, I studied theater and communications in college at St. Louis University. And like my last semester, just when I was thinking, oh, I'm going to graduate and then I was doing an internship at the time for a company that provided uh, outsourced healthcare for rural emergency rooms and prisons. Wow. I know. It's very on-brand for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, you know, I will just get some kind of little marketing job and then do community theater and there's like maybe someday I'll have an apartment that has a 
out in the backyard or a balcony. Right. Like, you know, I was dreaming really big. <laughs> so and cool. my, I was taking a directing class, and the head of our program had somebody come in and talk to us about other careers in theater. And she had just graduated from a theater management master's program at the University of Alabama. And it had never, ever occurred to me that, oh, theater could actually be a business and run like a business. And I just, from that minute on, I was like, okay, great. I better figure out what one of these, you know, programs are so I can get into one of them. Right. And uh, so I went straight from my undergrad to getting an MFA in theater management at Brooklyn College. And during that time, they require internships during the day and all the classes are at night. In my second year of the program, I ended up being hired by Bob Hoffman, who I still work with very closely, you know, 22 years later, yeah. uh, at a company called Theater Direct in 1998, which uh, two years later was purchased by the company that owned the URL, Broadway.com. And then was it Broadway.com and then straight on to AKA? No, it was, I took a four years in between there. I was at Broadway.com for eight years doing tourism sales for both uh, individual tickets, FIT tickets, and for group tickets and kind of tourism marketing for Broadway. Mm-hmm. And then in 2006, I went to work uh, at Alan Wasser Associates uh, for Cameron McIntosh to do kind of sales analysis for the first revival of Les Mis and for Phantom. And then that ended up expanding into other shows that uh, Alan Wasser was general managing. So a chorus line, which I had worked at, worked on when I was at Broadway.com, I ended up you know, working closely with the box office. Like, I'm very tactical, you know, when are you going to release the American Express holds? Right, right, I see. Type of work. Alan brought Ann Rippey on board to start Type A Marketing. So I did kind of a hybrid role where I was working on shows in the Wasser office, but also doing marketing and promotions for shows that were hired by Type A Marketing. And then I went uh, to AKA in 2010. I see. And now you're here at NYC and Company. It's been, what, just over a year? Just over a year. Congrats, first of all, on the gig. How's <laughs> yeah. it going? It's it's great. It's really nice to be able to take the tourism experience that I had at the beginning of my career and marry it to, you know, kind of the more Broadway industry knowledge that I have now. Right. Uh, and it's great because people here are so happy to know how Broadway works. Right, right. And there's a lot of, you know, it's a big company. It's about 150 people. And departments range from, we have a communications team who works with our 17 international offices to seed press stories all over the world. We have a tourism development team. We have a membership team who works with our 2,000 members, which are all the companies that benefit from tourism in New York. We have a, a full website that gets over a million visits a month that has an entire editorial staff, an in-house video team, in-house uh, photography team. We have a full in-house creative team. So we're like an agency inside of a tourism you know, marketing organization right. where we do everything in-house except for purchase digital media. I see. And so my question was going to be, was it a conscious decision to having done you know, some 20 years on Broadway, was it a conscious decision to go and do something um, that had a little more scope to it? Or was it a case of you you just knew that your Broadway knowledge would serve you very well here? It was, you know, it was a little of both. Uh-huh. I, I think I ended up being surprised how well having the Broadway knowledge has served me in this world. Right. Because 
I came into it knowing that NYC and company considers Broadway to be the calling card of New York City. We spend a lot of time working on promoting the economic benefits of tourism throughout the five boroughs of New York City and making sure it's not just concentrated in Midtown. Mm-hmm. You know, we want local businesses, you know, in the Bronx and in Staten Island to benefit from tourism. Right. But if you're at a trade show, if pretty sexy to be able to put a Broadway show on the stage and talk to members of the travel trade. But here are all of the things within New York City, but also, you know, jazz hands. Let's talk about Chicago. Yeah, sure. Um, And just just to go back a bit, you touched on some of it there, but what exactly does a destination marketing organization do, which is what NYC Company is for the city of New York? Uh, Our mission is to spread the economic benefits of tourism throughout the five boroughs and to spread the dynamic image of New York City around the world. Got it. Um, And your responsibilities as managing director of marketing I I oversee our relationship with MasterCard, so making sure that we we have a a three-year sponsorship with them, and it's making sure that we fulfill on all of the elements of our contract with MasterCard, uh, which includes creating priceless experiences for their website, Priceless.com. It's overseeing all of our kind of external programs that we call here our vibrancy programs, but that's really just the... An in, inside baseball phrase, right. uh, which encompasses Restaurant Week, which we actually invented here in 1992 uh, to help drive business when the Democratic National Convention was held here. Right. So every other des- you know Restaurant Week that you see around the U.S. or around the world, it originated from that first one that we did in 1992. We wow. now do it twice a year. We added on to that nine years ago with Broadway Week. Yeah. And so twice a year we do half price tickets for Broadway shows. Around that time, I think it might have actually preceded Broadway Week. Uh, we started doing off Broadway Week. And I think it's changed names a couple of times within that, but it's the same idea right. half price tickets for off Broadway shows. And then we also added on three years ago what we now call Must See Week. I see. So that happens once a year and it's half price tickets to tours, attractions, museums, cultural institutions, performing arts. Right. Um, I had a question I was going to get to a bit later on about Broadway Week, but since we're here, um, it's one of the biggest things NYC and company does to support Broadway and, and sort of keep it at the forefront of tourist mind. It's two for one tickets twice a year in January and September. What's the main goal of that? It's to support the shows that are our members. Our ultimate goal is to drive overnight visitation to the city. And so one of the ways that we're starting to do that is we took Broadway Week, when I came on board last July, we were having people that already had conversations about this because the year before, Broadway Week, Restaurant Week, and Must See Week all overlapped by a few days. Right. And they're all programs that were about three day, three weeks long, but they started and ended at different times. And our communications team started, you know, kind of pitching stories to the international press about, oh, you know, this three day period or one week period, that's the time you want to send people to come to New York because that's the best value time to come. And so that was already that those conversations were percolating when I started. I'm like, well, if 
one of our goals, you know, one of our missions as an organization is to support our hotel members during their need periods. Mm -hmm. Their biggest need period is in Q1. Right. Just like it is for everything else. Right. You know, it's right. when hotel occupancy rates are the lowest. And it's like, how can, and we don't like to message the city as being on sale. Right. Like, right. You know, it, it sounds cheap. And just like Broadway shows don't like to do advertising that makes them sound cheap or not worth the investment, we do the same thing. Right. But to have a communications message about it being a good value time to come because the hotel rates are the lowest and all of these different things are a good value, that's a story that if you start pitching it a little earlier in November, somebody in Australia could say, oh, that's actually... Right. Can make a trip. That, 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 that is actually to know that everything that you want to do is available for you to do during this time of year at a lower price. Right. All of a sudden, it makes New York City sound exciting during a time of year that it's traditionally not exciting. And that initiative is famously the best deal of the year for the vast majority of shows that participate. Um, because, as you said, it's it's a kind of an off-peak time of year, and uh, and it's seen as such a deal because tickets on the whole for Broadway shows are getting more expensive as time goes on. Um, my previous guests on this show have had some mixed opinion about whether that's a genuine issue of Broadway pricing or whether it's just kind of a perceived one. Mm. Broadway week aside, mm -hmm. what is your take on the accessibility of Broadway pricing? And, you know, sometimes I worry that it's a messaging problem rather than a real problem. Right. It's like, yes, the shows that are more popular that can get the money for the tickets. I personally, I want to see the shows earn that money rather than the scalpers earn that money. I want to yeah. see those funds go back into the royalty pool. And, you know, no, nobody wants to see a producer or production being greedy. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, being greedy doesn't work because if you're pricing everything too high and it's beyond what the public wants to pay, they're just not going to pay it. Yeah. And so it becomes a moot point, you know, eventually. Yeah. So as long as the shows, you know, keep on top of are the prices going up or down, is demand going up and down and respond accordingly, it sorts itself out. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think for the vast, you know, but that's only going to be, you know, Hamilton and Moulin Rouge and like yeah. the super top tier of those shows. And for everybody else, it's a messaging communications issue around how do we let people know that, you know, the lotteries exist or that tickets don't have to equal orchestra, you know, prime orchestra seats. Mm -hmm. That all of these theaters have, you know, mezzanines or balconies that they are looking to fill as well, or the side seats that they're looking to fill as well. Yeah. And to as long as they're priced again, where the consumer says that's a good value. Yeah. How can we let people know that this exists? Yeah. And ideally to encourage them to buy earlier as opposed to, you know, a lot of what we try to you know, combat on behalf of the Broadway industry is kind of the global message of, oh, just get to town and go to TKTS. Right, right. And TKTS is great, but it shouldn't be the default, this is how you get a Broadway ticket message that is shared internationally. Yeah. We will be back with more from NYC Company's Jeanette Rausch right after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So as well as giving you the opportunity to delve into the minds of the people who run the Great White Way, another super exciting thing about putting it together is that it's part of the Broadway Podcast Network, a new place to find any and all things theatre-related in podcast form. As well as us, there's a whole bunch of other shows on the platform, including Breaking Broadway with Kerry Butler, Behind the Curtain, Equity One, Broadway's Happy Hour, and many, many more. To find out more about BPN, visit broadwaypodcastnetwork.com and take a look at the other shows we've got on offer. That's Broadway Podcast Network, we're back on putting it together with MIC and Company's Jeanette Rausch. Um, Jeanette, you talked uh, a few minutes ago about using Broadway as a kind of calling card for New York City in general, as a sort of sexy thing to put at the front mm-hmm. of the list. But when we talk about Broadway in the context of New York City tourism, what what role does it play? Is it, ju- is it just a case of we use that to get people here or in kind of the ecosystem of the whole thing. How high ranking is Broadway on kind of a list of to-dos? It's interesting. You know, we actually do a lot of research. We have an in-house research team that a lot of other DMOs or destination marketing organizations model themselves after. Right. And so we create for our members a series of kind of fact sheets on different markets. So the truth is, you know, Broadway is probably top five for most markets that come into the city, but it varies widely depending on what destination you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And because we have 17 international offices, we do everything on a very bespoke, you know, how we reach out to India is going to be very different than China or Australia. Right. And so we don't really have one mass strategy that we use for everything. And in these fact sheets, we look at what are the drivers for, you know, what do people want to do when they come to the city? What are the things that drive their decision to book a trip to New York City? And it varies by market. So if you look at Brazil or South Korea, Broadway is going to be very high on their list. Right. Whereas, you know, historically, I, I would have to pull up the fat sheet for France to prove it, but historically they're not huge theater ticket buyers, which I've just seen from my experience working on the Broadway side. Right. And what do you think are the biggest challenges for for the, I mean, there are some shows that don't even really go for that crowd, Mm -hmm. but what do you think the biggest challenges are for a Broadway show who wants to reach a, a sort of inbound tourist? It's the, you know, it's the marketing piece of it. It's, easy to blanket, not easy to blanket New York City with ads, but it's certainly easier than purchasing enough media in Italy to right. have any cut through. It's doable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like how much how much money are you going to spend to reach the potential Italian inbound tourist mm-hmm. who then might be a potential Broadway ticket buyer, who then might be a potential ticket buyer for your production. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many steps in that funnel to try to find the individual people who you want to reach out to that it's just, it's a, it's a little, not cost prohibitive, but it's just, it's more money, more steps. It takes a lot of time to permeate the consciousness of, you know, even outside of the tri-state, it can be hard for people to know, oh, this is a show that is playing on Broadway. I should 
plan a trip to New York, and then buy a ticket to this show. Right. And it's that bugbear that you just talked about of uh, of a lot of those inbound tourists waiting until they get here to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's things that shows could be doing that they maybe aren't necessarily to, to, to get that commitment before they've even necessarily booked the plane ticket? Like that's a hundred thousand dollar question. Right, right. <laughs> I like. I, I feel like I've spent you know the twenty two years of my career right, trying right. to answer it, and uh, I, I the the answer that I kind of was dropped into with my first job and my first boss was kind of cooperative marketing. Mm-hmm. And really, I still think that's a big part of the answer. Right. And I know lots of companies are reinvigorating that effort. Like, not only does Broadway.com still do it, Broadway Inbound does it. I know they have a new consumer marketing campaign that they're doing digitally with Situation. That's, a again, another co-op effort. I do really genuinely believe that that's the best way to get your show forward. Mm-hmm. Because even if there's going to be kind of a few top-level, well-known brands that take the majority of the bookings. If somebody comes onto a website that includes your show with, you know, The Lion King or, like, some of the big Disney titles or what have you that everybody knows, that's more people looking at your show's title and you getting that first impression in somebody's mind than you would have otherwise. Right. I think it'd be very hard for an original musical that's not based on anything to say, great, I'm going to make sure everybody in South Korea knows we're here and that we're top of their list when they come to book. Right. I I think piggybacking success that other shows are having in that market and also doing something that helps your advertising dollars go farther Mm -hmm. is really the best bet. Right. And um, one of the one of the things that I'm seeing more of is translating materials mm-hmm. um, and being in as many different sort of local languages as possible. Mm-hmm. That's happening more on the advertising side. It's still not happening so much in the theaters. Gala Pro is, of course, the mm-hmm. big advancement there. Of you could, in theory, watch the show and, yeah, see, and, and see it in any language you want. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's Do you think there's something in that? Do you think is, is the English language barrier a thing that puts people off, do you think? Or do you think those people are just happy to be there seeing a British show one way or another? It, uh, it's very difficult. Right. And it varies, you know, like in Japan, people love uh, having the subtitles. Right. Because just in general, I was there uh, for a trade show, let's say in 2000, and I was interviewed by somebody in Japanese, and I asked Makika, who I work with now, that she was my host on this sales mission. I'm like, you know, are they going to do, you know, record over my voice or is it, and she said, no, they're going to show it with the the supers on the screen because we really like to hear your American accent and you say the words and we just, you know, read whatever it is that you're saying. Right. And that is also true apparently in Mexico and South America, whereas in Spain, they will dub everything. Right. So if you see an American movie in Spain, it will most likely be dubbed. Mm-hmm. And so that informs the kind of experience people expect when they go to see a show. Mm-hmm. I, I heard recently that only 20% of people in France speak English. Right. So that's a, when you already have a market that isn't necessarily predisposed to go see a show, 
and then they don't understand what's happening on stage. You know, if it's a show that's a lot of spectacle, that might be completely fine. Mm-hmm. And if it's a show with where the language really matters, then no, you're not going to be just so happy to be sitting in the theater. Right, you're going right. to be aggravated that you spent a lot of money <laughs> you and you don't know what's going on yeah. and there's a not there aren't enough other things to elevate the experience for you. That's one sort of small shift that we've seen over the last few years. In the in the twenty years that you've been doing it, what's the biggest change you've seen on Broadway? Big question, I know. I was the webmaster for about a year of theaterdirect.com. Right. Sure. So imagine a world where I am qualified to be a webmaster <laughs> sure. and where we use terms like webmaster. Yeah. And that just meant I like did control the CMS on the site. So if there was, oh, a new show went on sale, I would write a few sentences about it for you know all the group buyers who had access to the internet in 1998, which would be like six of them. Right, right. So um, that, you know, by far, that is the biggest change right. that has overtaken you know, all marketing of anything. And the entire way that tickets are sold, the entire way that people find out what is happening and what they want to do, that's you know something that we work with a lot as a destination. Uh, if you look at influencer marketing, and I actually, I thought of that and didn't bring it up uh, as an answer to one of your earlier questions. I'm like, in terms of something that shows could do to affect their uh, reach in other markets, it's very important and possibly even more important internationally than it is here. And it's the type of thing that with the right connections doesn't necessarily have to cost a lot. Right. I know there are, you know, there's entire companies dedicated to paid influencer marketing and that that can be a challenge for shows to work with. As a destination, we have a strict policy that we don't pay any influencer. Right. And we're also lucky because influencers are generally very happy to have a trip to New York City. Right. We can get sponsored through airline partners and hotel partners, and it's all just in exchange for the promotion you get from the influencer. But if you look at China, like that is the primary number one way to do any marketing, you know, when you're looking at that particular market. Right. And so finding unique ways in language to reach out to influencers and then have them, you know, do the shilling on behalf of your show is a big opportunity, I think, for Broadway. And right. something that was not here in 98. Right, no, of course. Is is that, do you think, the biggest change we're going to continue to see? My next question was, what what do you see changing in the next 20 years? But is that something that you you think is still... I mean, influencer marketing still feels like it's not in its infancy, but it's certainly not something that everybody buys into yet. Yeah. Do you think they will be? Man, I... Yeah, I... There's going to be... You know, we already know that run-of-sight banners don't perform as well as they used to. People aren't necessarily looking online and, oh, I'm going to click on this app. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's going to be a, I'm sure we're going to see shifts in how people get information about the things that they want to do. Right. Whether it's the places they want to go to or the things they want to do when they get to those places. My final question in these interviews is usually if you weren't working on Broadway, what would you be doing? But since you're already kind of in a role that isn't directly involved in Broadway, you have plenty of other things going on in your life now. Uh, I'll ask this instead. Had you never moved to New York City, 
where do you think you would be instead? And what would you be doing the same thing there? Oh, you know, it's it feels so happenstance that I'm not currently getting uh, doctors to work at rural prisons in Alaska. <laughs> so, yeah. I absolutely thought that that would be something akin to that would be my career path. I, right. I really, I really didn't have a big vision for what it, what I wanted to do when I grew up. Right. So, no, I don't, and I didn't even know that. You know, just like I didn't know careers in theater existed, I had no sense of what tourism was as an industry. I had not done much traveling at the point that I graduated from college. I'm sure I thought moving to Chicago might be like the pie in the sky. Right. Biggest thing I would ever consider doing. Right. You know, which I never did. So I don't I don't I wouldn't have been working in tourism because I wouldn't have known about that as a business. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jeanette Rausch of NYC and & Company. And you can find out more about the work of NYC & Company at nycgo.com and more about Broadway Week at broadwayweek.com. Putting It Together is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals for the Broadway Podcast Network. Our music is by Yulis Pekan and our work in editing is by me, Ollie Southgate. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Ollie Southie with an I-E, not a Y. Next month, we're talking to Mike Kahn, CEO of Marathon Digital. They're the social media company behind some of Broadway's biggest brands and titles, including BroadwayCon, Town, MTI, The Drama Desk's Ain't Too Proud, and a little show called Hamilton. We'll be discussing the opportunities that arose to redefine how Broadway shows communicate with their fans and how the industry as a whole has handled the social media revolution. That episode hits your feeds on the first Friday of next month. That's February 7th. But until then, goodbye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.